0: And I'm sitting here with a cool fella. I don't know if you know the name of his name is Christian Harloff, I guess, you know, what's going on, Christian?
1: How are you guys? Thank you for uh, having me here today on this very special. Uh, I I posted it out and said, Bateman versus Bibbs, the rematch, kind of. (laughs)
0: ish kind of yeah absolutely is definitely a, a little bit of a reunion in a different kind of arena for sure yeah. when it comes to these two competitors if you're not familiar with who we are welcome thank you so much for hanging out with us today schmo Bates is a down themed debate show where we definitely argue and debate to the death to the blood on all things Shmodan. We gotta ask the weird stuff and the good stuff as well now as you know this is actually this is the fi- championship tournament of uh, the Tournament of Champions. Just wanna let you know what the bracket is here. We started off with uh, two, four, six, eight competitors, and now we're down to two. So we're gonna walk away, finding out who's gonna walk away with a belt, a beautiful, sexy, schmo-based belt, and who's gonna walk away the loser. Okay. Now, you're a fan of debating. You like arguing, especially on Sen. Uh, How do you feel about these competitors and their journey to the top? Both of them are sitting at four and oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they both—I said it on SCN actually today—is that the uh, Bibbs and Bateman have gone at it before in in the movie trivia showdown, and when you look uh, at—I mean, they both know the show, they both know the history of the game very, very well. Bibbs is a professional critic. Bibbs knows how to put uh, together—you know—the the the, the his arguments are—he doesn't really get super emotional about them he like he he's he's well thought out he he times out the way that he's going to say things i knew he would be great at this i knew he would Mm -hmm. be great at this just as the way because he doesn't and i expect him to say silly things with his with the picks that he makes i'm like oh he's going to pick something ridiculous just and he he doesn't he picks things that that usually are 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 the right thing so i think Bibbs could definitely win this and on the flip side of it you got bateman who um you look at what he's done just in the game itself but he knows the history of it. I always think of like Mike Tyson when Tyson used to watch old school fights of um, all, all the greats with Jack Dempsey or Joe Lewis and all these people. And that's kind of what Bateman has done. So Bateman knows the history really well. But if I was going to put the history of the overall league between the two of them, I bet you Bibbs knows a little, just a little bit more history than Bateman does
0: yeah, I couldn't agree more. Not to mention Bibbs is definitely when it comes to schmodown. He's definitely been around in the world of schmodown for you know a little bit longer. But you know, Ben Bateman, when he came in on the best uh, schmodown team of all time <clears throat> team action, you know, you know, you can't argue that it they weren't exactly quiet coming into it. that's for sure. All right. Well, we did have some you know words from some managers from both Ben as well as Bibs. So let's go ahead and whip him up real fast.
2: Greetings Earthlings, Gucci here. And what we have here today is the Shmo Bates Tournament of Champions. William the Beast Bibiani versus Ben D. Bateman. See what I did there? Look, we all know what happened to Bibiani, it's spectacular. You know, that's just something. This ain't trivia, but little does anybody know, the Finstock Exchange doesn't lose anything we do. Bibiani was probably the captain
3: of the debate team in kindergarten. He's good, but how are you going to beat somebody with the name bait
2: in their last name? I think they should name the Schmo Bates Schmo Bateman.
0: Good luck. First of all. My dude, Bobby Gucci. How dare you?
1: He's how a wordsmith. It's a real wordsmith.
0: He's a, he is a wordsmith indeed. And also words from another manager himself, Coy. Let's see it.
3: William the Beast Bibiani. Do you see all these movies? Those are stacked three deep behind me. You know the best thing about William the Beast Bibiani? He knows what is in each and every minute of each and every one of those and more. And you know what he knows even more about than movies? The schmoedown. He is ready to schmo bait his. He's a master schmo baiter. He's ready to schmo bait his ass off. He's ready to, to schmo bait with the best of them. I got a lot of respect for Ben Bateman, but he is not a master schmo baiter like William the Beast Bibiani. It is on, Bateman. It is on.
1: Getting dangerously close to, to NC 17 with that promo. But also, <laughs> also what in. Wasn't this guy just nominated from a, for for an Emmy for a comic book shop? In what world does Bobby Gucci look like he's got the, he, that looked like Roger Deakins as compared to what Koy did? It was awful.
0: I uh, think Bobby Gucci he's like low key just hanging around. You know, you know, he's just like constantly. I think honestly, he just is just walking around L.A. naked. Yeah, and if we're lucky, he wears pants, but chances yeah. are not and likely. It
1: doesn't look. Yeah. It doesn't look like a like a kidnapped film. Like that's like Coy's Coy's footage, not 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 the best.
0: It does kind of sound like a little bit as if it was found in a dungeon, but that's a different faction entirely. Yeah. Okay, well, going into these competitors, I'm super excited. Just go ahead and introduce these suckers. I I may I, you may know him as the Beast. I know him as one of my favorite uh, podcasters of all time. Being part of Critically Acclaimed. I love that podcast. And his name is William the Beast Viviani. <laughs> such a good song. Oh, I'm on the air. Oh, hi. How's it going? How's it going, man? Hello. I know we were bouncing over headbanging. That's just how no I dance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm hello. so looking really forward to watching you actually come down the aisle to a live event to, that, to this song.
2: Oh, uh, some year. I love the song though. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Christian, can you, who, who, who composes for us? I give David B. Out.
1: The great David, David B. B.
2: David B, you did a masterful job. That is so the personality of the Quirky marks. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's it's
0: uh, very perfect. Very on brand for sure. Uh, Bibs, I know you kind of mentioned, uh, in previous matches, you weren't always like super confident going into these matches. So how are how are you feeling going into the this uh, well, match in particular as a cha- potential champion?
2: I am here to make friends.
0: Make friends.
2: No, listen, I, I, I feel good about my choices uh, today. I'm going to make this uh, 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 long-winded uh, and uh, silly. And uh, who knows, maybe at the end of this all, I will have acquired a new belt. Make sure you make a big belt. I'm a big
0: guy. Mm-hmm it's a beautiful belt i have to say the first uh champion of schmo will be wearing that belt for sure and I go ahead and introduce a real weenie of a person you know a guy that you know i don't even know who he is he's just some random guy with sunglasses and he sometimes wears a tie it's just weird i don't know um ben the boss Batman, i guess the boss <laughs> is back, back!
2: Wow, he has to introduce his own song,
0: huh?
2: There he is.
3: Hey guys, how you doing? Uh,
0: I have to I say, this I- is a good theme. Yeah,
3: it's a good theme. That's a hell of a theme. That's the theme of a champion. That's the theme of somebody who is two and a go mm-hmm. against his opponent. Mm. So. Bibs, this will be the this will be the third time I've beaten you. Um, it's really wonderful to see you. I'm glad you decided to show up today. I I commend you for that. And uh, you know I'm wearing the same jacket that I beat you at Spectacular. Alex is wearing the same jacket she was in when I beat you at Spectacular. And Christian I mean, Hellock he was there too. So
2: uh, Man, I'm not going to be rude to you.
3: <laughs> that's great. Don't
0: be very off-brand if you decided to be rude. Not gonna lie. Okay. Well, listen,
2: when they, when, no matter what happens, no matter who comes, no matter who wins that belt, I will feel good about my conduct today, and hopefully that's something we can both say.
3: Mm-hmm. Conduct. Whatever, okay. Um Blast. Look. So, uh, look, Alex. I, I love the questions this week. I thought they were great. It's exciting that we have a celebrity judge. Um, and Bibiani, honestly, truly. I hope I win. So um, oh, let's uh, let's get into the game.
2: And I hope you win, too, because otherwise, like, I don't know how you're 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 going to live with yourself. So uh, really, I, I, I hope this really feeds uh, whatever insecurity issues you have. Um, oh. Incidentally, no matter what happens, if you ever just want to talk, um, that's fine, because, you know, we, we neither of us should be basing all of our self-esteem on this.
0: And yet, Ben will. Let's find out who the winner is after these <laughs> three debates. If you're not familiar with the Schmo Bates, awesome. Even better. Welcome to Schmo Bates. Uh, Schmo Baits is, like I mentioned, a down themed debate show where we argue and debate to the death, to the blood of all things Schmo down. So much fun stuff over here uh, with call to action. Now, with the, just to just let you know the format and how we're going to go about things, we have three questions that both Ben and Bids are going to be arguing today. Uh, they already know the questions there, I've already picked about their answers as well. So it's just a matter of who's going to be debating better, essentially. Now, we are going to be starting with the opening statement uh, for one minute apiece. Bibbs will actually be providing his opening statement first, uh, followed by Ben, then four minutes of open debate, and then one minute of closing statements as well. We will be applying it to all three questions. And also for the third and final questions, we'll be using this a magical coin to determine who is gonna go first. And we already determined that uh, bibs actually chose the boom side and Ben chose the AMA fifth anniversary. All right. Is everyone ready? 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 Bibbs?
2: Sure. Why not? Let's do this.
0: Cool, cool. All right, Ben.
3: I'm ready, Alex. Oh,
0: gosh. First. all right oh i think that's fine yes. and okay so we are going to be starting with bibs you have one minute on the clock to give us your opening statement and the first question is christian will you please read the question for us please all
1: right bibs here we go which inner geekdom competitor who was eliminated in the first round of the tournament shows the most potential to win the ig belt
0: Mm -hmm. We just finished up the first round of the IG tournament, so I feel like it's a very timely question for sure. Starting with you, Bibbs, you have one minute to let us know your answer and initial reasons starting right now. You want
2: somebody for that Inner Geekdom belt who shows confidence, promise, talent. You want someone who's going to be a capable leader inside and outside the ring. And you want someone who actually has at least one Inner Geekdom win under their belt. You want ben goddard that's right ben goddard a man so powerful he literally has god in his name ben goddard not only had a tko on his very first match in the inner geekdom but in the second match he actually had a very 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 strong showing against someone who was seen as the lord high all intelligent all thinking giant brain of the inner geekdom and took him to the limit ben goddard only lost that match because Mark Ellis screamed in his ear. Imagine how talented you have to be that Mark Ellis screaming in your ear is literally your only weakness. Both of these guys are just didn't make it and all the I to say, haha. Thank you.
0: All right, Ben. You two have one minute to let you know your pick. Starting right now.
3: Well, Bibiani, picking the flavor of the month rookie is really cute. Um, I like Ben Goddard. I think he's a really nice guy, and I think he's shown tremendous promise in the league, but he hasn't done anything. He beat RB3 with his first Intergeekdom match. That's I mean, no offense to RB3, but that's not exactly, uh, you know, world killing there. Uh, he he kind of played well against Robert Parker, kind of, except that when he got one of the Intergeekdom categories that's on the wheel, he just totally tanked. The person I'm picking is Pollyama. Polyama is a champion. Polyama went 6-0 in his first six matches in singles. And when Polyama wants to focus on him and make it his goal to win, he will. We're not prospecting what might happen. We're talking about what will happen. is one of the most dedicated, focused, moneyball players we have ever seen. Polyama literally went in playing against somebody whose strengths he knew. Somebody from the fan leagues that was one of his best friends played the match as kind of a shrug of his shoulders and still played well. You have pedigree there. You've got
0: nothing to uh, do We have two really great picks. Oyama as well as Goddard. And both have tremendous potential in IG. What do you think, though, about these picks initially, without going to the actual debate itself, Christian?
1: I think they're great picks. I think both have great picks. I think that Bibs going with Goddard showing what Goddard has done so far and the determination is a is solid pick, but I think Ben also makes a really great point of looking at the determination. It's a former champion and you look at what he's done in, and the fight that he gave chance inside of that uh, first round. Um, yeah. Both great pick looking forward yeah. to how they argue.
0: Absolutely. A lot of the, so some of the questions, so some of the options included, you know, Alba, Janine, you know, um, You know, there's a lot of different options for sure. Jen Kemp, you know, as well, Saul. So there's definitely a lot of options. I feel like that could have been the conversation here, but both these options are fantastic. Okay, you guys have four minutes to provide your debates. Pretty much go to town. I challenge. (laughs)
2: I <laughs> challenge right now Because Ben already started his argument off With an inaccuracy uh, Ben Goddard didn't play RB3 in the first round Of the Undergig tournament He played Jim Vavida And Jim Vavida actually has a much more storied history In the whole league He actually came very, very close to being a team's champion He is very well respected in this industry And beating him is no small feat He also TKO'd him Rather than coming mm. in close and, and the other thing Ben brought up That I think is really kind of making my whole argument for, Lee, for me. Uh, he said, when Paul wants to play Intergeekdom, when Paul wants to win Geekdom, he'll do it. Uh, then why didn't he? So he, you're saying he's just going to jump into an Geekdom tournament, and he's going to disrespect it so much, he's just going to do it with a shrug of his shoulders? I want someone who's actually going to take this seriously and fight to the limit, and that is Ben Goddard. That is someone who is actually fighting to be part of the Intergeekdom right now, rather than, according to Ben, just doing it just because. That is not an Intergeekdom champion. That is an Intergeekdom wannabe.
3: Well, I think what you're talking about there, Bibbs, is, is reasonably effective. Uh, beating Jim Bacon in the first round of the Inner Geekdom Tournament, a player who classically has no idea what he's doing and has no idea how to play the game, not the most impressive win. His first match of the season was against RB3. He got the Lord of the Rings category in that match, which was his first win. So maybe I misspoke, but that's what I was talking about. Now, when I say is going to win when he wants to win, I'm talking about the fact that when Paloyama set his mind to winning the singles belt, he didn't just win the singles belt. He beat the greatest of all time to win the singles belt. Oh, my God. Ben to is arguing that
2: Paulo Yama let him win. That is what Ben is arguing right now. Because he the thing he's that focused on fans, singles. He, he
3: focused on teams. He's never put ben, his mind fully have. into and inner geek. That's just ben the when truth.
2: When you beat him? Also, if you're arguing that he did want to win when he beat you, that was the lowest scoring round a, a, a play in a title championship ever. So Paulo Yama, while I have a lot of respect for him and I like him a lot, uh, I'm not actually convinced that he's this person who's going to do literally everything he sets his mind to. He is very, very fallible. You know who has only just had his first defeat and it was narrow in the Schmodown? It's Ben Goddard. And even when you look at his uh, – if you compare – the match between Oyama and Chance. Oyama has beat Chance multiple times uh in, in in other arenas. Okay, but when it came down to the inner geekdom, he just couldn't do it. Inner Geekdom is a different entity. His score against Chance Ellison was less than the score that Ben Goddard get against an also an arguably even more formidable opponent, okay, with Mark Ellis screaming in his ear.
3: Okay, Bibbs, let's 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 come off the screaming in his ear nonsense, because that's just rude, and it's an absurd thing to say. It's not really a thing that happened. You made a joke. You feel, feel free to keep interrupting me if you want. It's obnoxious. But if you want to sit here and disparage exactly my legacy, my if, if your plan—no, Bibbs, you're going to need to listen to me, because if it is your plan to disparage my legacy by talking down about Paul, i beat you to get yeah. to it. So, you, you know, I did my job to get there to beat the guy. You and, I, and I beat did. both of But, your but having played you both.
2: I said, if Paul wants something that he, that he sets his mind to, he's going to get it, which means one of two things. Either he didn't set his mind against beating you, which lessens your victory, or he did, and he's not a great argument right now. Those are the only two options. Lessen
3: my victory if you want, Bibbs. It's not no, what we're talking about. You can that. have the opinion if you want your, to. I'm not here to fight for how great it, of a small player I'm here.
2: He fights for it, and he didn't fight for it very well, did he?
3: You're telling me that because Ben Goddard went one round further in the Intergeekdom tournament, he is somehow a world killer? My guy won no, the fucking single in That's the tournament. truth. Done. You have no leg to stand on. I mean, I'm literally, like, you're taking your entire claim on the fact How that Ben Goddard won? set his mind to it, Red. and then answer he me, lost in the second me, round.
2: Answer me a question. How many Intergeekdom matches has Paulo Yamba won in the Schmodown proper?
3: He has won zero. Done. That doesn't answer and your question. It's talking one. about You're potential asking to asking win a belt Who has someday. better
2: potential? Uh, who Ten has seconds. better potential? Someone with a win under their belt or someone who has literally never won a match in the inner geekdom?
3: Who has more potential? The guy that's won a few matches, the guy that went 6-0 that's and won the title time. off the game. Of that singles.
0: wraps up our debate. I love you so much, question. Ben. <laughs> now, I do want to reiterate actually something Bibs has actually mentioned in the past. Now, uh, these arguments are... When we decide winners today, and when I say we, I mean you guys. People that are watching this voting today, you guys are gonna be the ones actually gonna be determining who's gonna be the winner and who's gonna be the loser via voting on Twitter. So just wanna give you a heads up there. Now, also, both these uh, picks, now these aren't personal, obviously, if uh, we're not gonna pick we don't want to pick this because he's part of the quirky mercs and he's part of, you know, a really awesome faction. And you don't want to pick, yeah. you know, Ben Bateman just because he's part of the Finstock exchange and you want to worship at Bobby Gucci's, uh, you know, feet, you know, which is totally fine, you know, but you want to vote specific to these arguments. Just want to clarify now before you guys go over to, go over to Twitter and vote, please listen to these closing statements as well. Uh, Christian, what did you think about some of these arguments? Is there any questions you need to address?
1: Um, I mean, No, I don't know if I'm supposed to give some of my overall thoughts on it, but like it it did seem like Bibbs was trying to do exactly what Ellis did to Goddard and I personally think it worked because Ben was arguing the point of how his his victory was the one that, that Bibbs was trying to disparage, and that wasn't the argument at hand. It was, it was Bibbs trying to say that Oyama was the one that just did, didn't go to show up. And Ben started trying to say, "Hey, you're, you're you're saying my victory over you didn't count," and Bibbs kept him going down that route because that was more time he wasn't spending arguing his point. Um, I see what you did there, Bibbs. Um, so w- watching uh, overall uh, right now, I think they both still have good points, but I think that Bibbs at the moment is making a stronger case for for what.
0: Well, what is something that you need addressed in the closing uh, in the closing statements in order to win your favor?
1: The question is, who's got the most potential to win the IG belt? They're saying who's going to be. What I'm getting out of these arguments is who's going to be good in uh, in intergeekdom, and okay. I, you know they both could be good, but what like. Who who's who out of the two has the potential to be champion and why can they be champion? That's that's the question. Who's got the most potential to win the IG belt? That argument has not been made yet by either one of the, the uh, uh, competitors today.
0: Absolutely. When it comes to Schmodown, if you want to be good in Schmodown, down, you can't just wanna be good. You gotta be great. You gotta go for that belt. Absolutely. So let's hear why both Goddard and you know Oyama, you know, both deserve and alternatively, not deserve to potentially get the IJ belt. Let's hear it. Okay, so this time around, we are going to be starting with bibs with your closing statements. And just want to re- uh, remind you, you still have your third additional 30-second rule, since it is a championship match, to use at uh, whenever you like. You can use it or not use it and save it for one of the other questions. You have one minute starting now. Who has
2: the most potential to win? Well, I think a rising star has a little bit more uh, potential than a falling star. Uh, Polyama came off of a disastrous loss at Spectacular. He lost against John Rocha. He's doing okay in teams, but his energy, his focus, his passion doesn't seem to be there right now. Ben Goddard, on the other hand, is there every single day. Ben Goddard is working his butt off trying to make sure that he's making not only a name for himself in this league but trying to make a place for himself in this league and right now the inner geekdom is a place where he can do that he has shown power he has shown drive he has shown intelligence he got a better score in his matches than uh, uh, Paul Oyama did he TKO'd someone Paul Oyama didn't he won a match Paul Oyama didn't and frankly I think Ben Goddard is a hero we need right now did you see how much money he raised for Black Lives Matter I mean that's a hero that's someone we want to be a champion that's someone the fans are going to support that is someone that is not only going to be champion, but should be a champion. Thank you.
0: Should be a champion, yielding the rest of the few seconds. Okay. That's a really solid argument. Being a champion is not only about being, having all the knowledge there, it's about, you know, going on, what's going on behind the scenes as well. Okay, absolutely. All right, over to Ben, the boss, Mate, man, you two have uh, one minute on the clock to make your arguments in favor of our... Uh, Oyama, starting
3: now. Yeah, it's really wonderful what Ben Goddard has done in fundraising. I think he's a tremendous guy, and I think that's really, really great stuff. It has nothing to do with him being an IG champion or his ability to get to be an IG champion. So I'd like you to separate yourself from that. I actually think it's pretty lowbrow and bad taste to bring it up and argument about who's going to be an inner geekdom champion in the schmodown. Who is the best player Ben Goddard has ever beaten, is the first question I ask you, in any division. If your answer is Jim Vavida, you have no leg to stand on. He's a he's an up and coming guy who's beaten some nothing players, whereas my guy literally came in, went 6-0 and beat the greatest of all time. That's what it takes. Not only that, when you want to moneyball the system, you moneyball the system. You go in, you learn the categories and you win. That's what inner geekdom is. If it was just about knowing a lot about movies, Bibs, you'd still be champion and you wouldn't have ever lost the belt. But it's oh, not. It's not just about how much, you know, it's about <laughs> learning how to play the game, learning how to use what you know effectively and being a great player, which is what Pollyama has shown he can do. Intergeekdom is a division that requires that, which is why he will do and it in the end.
0: Weird full 60 seconds. Okay. Um
2: Ben, I think that's okay. the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate that, man. I, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Now, real quickly, a lot of love thrown in, uh thrown over to Bibbs for sure and Ben. Uh, now, real quickly, I do want to bounce over to the chat. So, a lot of people are real quick to say, boom, drop the mic. Uh, Bibbs, hey Lucas, is bringing it today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, but, uh, you know, real quickly, there's a lot of love on both sides of these arguments. Christian, if you're voting today, heck, actually scratch that. You personally can vote, honestly, what as I a co. Uh, yes. And now, as a co. Uh, now, who would you
1: vote for? Well, before the closing statement, I said Bibbs would have won it hands down. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I still just think he made a very cl- a strong closing uh, argument, but I think Ben came back pretty, pretty strong, pretty solid there at the end. Gave his reasons why Oyama could be uh, could potentially be mentally strong enough as opposed to where he's battle-tested it in that, in that um, division, or excuse me, at that level, and Goddard has not been. So I thought that was a strong argument, and I thought that was a good way to do it. Um, I do think that Bibbs had a little bit stronger of a start, so I would give the slight edge to Bibbs, though, even though I think uh, if you voted for Bateman, based off the end, I, under- I would understand it, but I- I'd probably give Bibbs that first one.
0: Absolutely. Now, again, if uh, if you are raking in all this knowledge and you're like, I want to vote in favor of Ben, I want to vote in favor of Bibs, awesome. Go over to Twitter and vote right now that'd be pretty darn cool. And you can let us know who should win this first argument. We're gonna be waiting until the end uh, to really not only give people time to go vote, it's right here on our Twitter one and give us a follow if you're hanging out there, that'd be much appreciated. Um, But also, you you can let the information marinate for a little bit and wait till the end, totally up to you. Okay, we're gonna be going into our second question. And by far, thank you. And also thank you to Frankie Janish, actually, for inspiring this question. I was watching the rundown the other day and I was like, this is a great question. You know, we should talk about it on showbates. All right. The second question is, Christian, will you read it?
1: Yep. Which manager can form the strongest core trio for next season by retaining current players?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah, and again, thank you to Frankie Janish arguing a favor in favor and one of the one of the play factions earlier today. That's going to be debated today, so I'm excited to see a reaffirmed or a broken down. Okay, we're going to be starting this uh, for this question with Ben, and you have one minute as well for your opening statement. You'll let us know who you think would form the best trio. Starting right.
3: This question is, is sort of a joke, actually, I think. And the, the idea that anybody would pick anybody other than Bobby Gucci is absurd. Um, I, I don't know how you could even look yourself in the mirror and feel okay about w- going waking up or going to sleep if you didn't pick Bobby Gucci. He has so far and away clearly the strongest members on his faction. And it doesn't matter how you break it down. You can get into the semantics of calling it a trio. You can talk about personality clashes or divisions. The Finstock Exchange has strength in every division. It has strength in every position between teams, between singles. And there are so many different ways you could mix us up, but it still doesn't matter. There's no other faction that's even in the same conversation. If the one place that we actually want to focus on and talk about is that inner geekdom is not a belt that is currently held by or has been won by the Finstock Exchange, which is, I'm assuming, the only thing you'd come back at me with, we have Dan Merle, who's yet to enter in the division, who's the greatest of all time and has never lost when he's put a mind to it, ever a single time once. Not to mention Barbarian, who's crushing the tournament. And
0: Okay. In favor of Gucci with the core trio. I'm actually kind of curious considering how many great competitors are on uh, the Exchange. I'm kind of curious what the core trio would be for sure. Okay. And over to you, Bibs. You also have one minute on the clock to let us know your pick starting now.
2: Frankie Janish inspired this question, and Frankie Janish answered this question definitively. Uh, The only answer here is corruption, because you don't have the question, oh, who am I going to pick? Who am I going to break up in order to make this happen? Who might be good at intergeekdom? You've got everybody. You've got uh, uh, team champions. You've got Chance Ellison and Mike Kalinowski. You have a multiple-time intergeekdom champion, Mike Kalinowski. You have Chance, who's shown a lot of promise in the intergeekdom, in the singles league, and who has the potential, because he's actually lower-ranked, despite his and great knowledge to earn a ton of points on his path to both of those things, as opposed to grandfathering in a bunch of champions or high-ranked players who aren't going to play as often or rake in as many points. Also, you've got Laura Kelly, who, unlike anyone on the Finstock Exchange, has actually played a championship match in the Star Wars League and gotten to that point. She was the only person at Play Spectacular who lost <laughs> and didn't get knocked down. So, what we have here is the absolute perfect combination. You don't have to debate anybody. You don't have to lose great players. You just have to pick I... a
0: Solid picks all around. Okay, is there anything you're kind of nervous about going into the open debate, Christian?
1: Uh, This particular one, I'm very curious because I wanna see where, I think Bibbs makes a smart move picking a faction that he's not involved with because he doesn't have to say which, because he can say that three, and it has nothing to do with his faction. Very curious where Bateman's <laughs> going to go with what three he's going to pick here. So I'm, I'm curious to hear it. But the only thing I would dock points on Bibs for is saying Star Wars League. It's a division, people. It's a division. Even though on the even though even on the graphic it says League, that needs to change also. <laughs>
2: All right. So you're <laughs> saying it's count. challengeable. You're saying it's challengeable. It's challengeable, okay. but no. But the
1: argument, the arguments, they're both both very solid arguments on both. Both great choices because uh, I think what, what Bateman said. Going into it uh, with the amount of talent that's on Finstock Exchange, uh, yeah, what manager can form the strongest core trio for next season? So they're both uh, great choices on both. So let's see how they argue.
0: Absolutely. Not now to say so many great competitors all around, but core trio. Let's hear it. You guys got four minutes to make your arguments starting right now. So Finstock Exchange has
2: been a You're going to lose some big talent here no matter how we play it. And the only question is, oh, who are we going to take a chance on right now? Because, yeah, you got – the champion team right now, but and if you actually want to play it smart, you're going to have to break them up so that they, another team is actually going to have a chance to build up and make more points, because that actually gets you more points that way. So, we're going to be breaking up the Founding Fathers. Dan's, uh, uh, Ben's obviously very committed to Dan. He thinks Dan can do anything if he sets his mind to it. Once again, raising the question of how Ben explains all the times that he lost, but whatever, it's his faction. He can say whatever he wants about it. Uh, so, we got Ben, uh, Dan. We're putting uh, a lot of faith on him in singles and teams, obviously. We're going to break up him and Roca. obviously. So, who's Left. You got Di Melanta, who is very talented, but like Laura Kelly, or unlike Laura Kelly, he's never actually made it to a championship match. So there you go. Laura Kelly is a better pick right there. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going gonna to stick yourself on there? Or are you going to enter inner Geekdom and make it strong? Because Corruption actually has two strong inner Geekdom players and a solid team that is in great standing to actually rise up and make more points And you, know, Bibs, more you talk
3: about you you talk about you talk about being strong in teams we're the team champs you talk about being strong in singles. and single. We're and the single champs. champs. You Who talk about who's gone champs? further in Star Wars in this modern division.
2: Champs? Who has beaten those team champs
3: one time, and then they lost the belt because we have the greatest players of all. It's not just like the actual greatest players of all time on the faction. So yeah, any you know what? anyone? You talk about Laura about Kelly a having day. played in the championship match. That's like good she, she played in a championship match in a time when Star Wars got like two matches a year. We just had a guy make the finals in the most competitive version of that division ever. She didn't yeah. make the finals. Our guy did. All right. And so lost. at the end of the so, day, whoop- you want to fa- whoop- argue about the fact you want to argue about the fact that you have two day. strong Intergeekdom whoop- players. Whoop- That's whoop- fine. Intergeekdom is the third most important division. Mike's never won a single belt. It Chances this never won a single belt. It. Those guys this got here, lucky and hit James Bond 74 times year, to the win the, the, to the make belt make one it, time. And, and they're, they're going to never wonderful get
2: it back. More often than ever before. Geekdom is huge right now. Intergeekdom draws in the numbers. Intergeekdom draws in the fans. So you want to focus on Geekdom. Do you want to have two good, great Intergeekdom players that people already know and care about? Or do you want to take a chance that Dan Merle is going to absolutely 100% not pull an Andrew guy and actually make it all the way through this thing? Or do you want to risk not? not overextending him and get rid of him and maybe focus on the barbarian. By the way, who is your dream composition? I got to ask.
3: You're literally talking about having the, the strongest players on the, the Oakland Athletics being as good as actually like the world champion Yankees.
2: One's really cute okay. and
3: wonderful for what it's and doing. One of the other playing one's playing actually the game. best in the world. They're That's playing what we are.
2: Games. How many matches has Dan won at in Intergeekdom? How many games has he played in that, divi- in that division? There's
3: four people on our How team. Many that if they wanted to win the belt, they could. That's Why what I the really believe. They? It's one division, Bibbs. Well, have We're it. the champs in the other well, two that then matter. And our guy went further than your guy in the other. The other but one. if you really want if my trio, want, if you want my not, composition. Not, you're
2: not, you're got them all covered.
3: You, hey, you I asked me a question, right? I you did. want my trio? I you want, you wait you a want my trio? You
2: answer it. Let's go for it.
3: Yeah. I'll tell you exactly who my trio is. Right. It's whoever the champions are at the end of the year, which we will have three people that are at the end of the year. So whoever they are, that's who Gucci's going to keep. Because there's no chance in hell there are three champions on your roster. It's impossible. Who's your third player? Somebody who you hope has potential because mine are champion. all champions. It's not Mount Rushmore exists bases. on the Finstock Exchange. Okay, you can if, slice if, a piece if, hold off on of it and just. Put what, it, if cha- what if your champions at
2: the end of the year? What if your champions are the year are not Di Melanta? because that's very very likely, and your champions at the end of the year are not Dan and Maroka, but it's actually uh, you and Riley, and then uh, you're the singles league. Then you don't have Intergeekdom covered. So, no, that actually doesn't work. You actually have to pick who has all of the divisions covered. Who will have that even if you don't win because you're gambling off of a maybe? What do you? I don't have if to gamble Gucci's off of a position, maybe. I already know G- who my experts are. I'm not sure. if Gucci, Gucci is in a position is all right, right talk now. Over. go ahead. Go
0: ahead. That wraps it up for our open debate. Okay. debate. Oh, yeah. Christian dancing with me over here.
1: Oh, good. Little little moves. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I look at that one, that's that's like 50 to me because uh, they're both arguing um, different different things. Uh, yeah. Bibbs is giving exact um, uh, examples of why he believes that these fa- that his faction corruption here, or not his faction, but you know what I mean. The one that he picked would uh, has an argument. I think he makes strong arguments too, and he's based on going through stacking with InterGeekdom and stacking with, with all different divisions, Star Wars and, and teams and singles, which is a very solid argument. But Bateman, on the other hand, is also making a solid argument inside of what he's doing. He he's, he's not arguing necessarily the divisions. He's arguing which manager can get the strongest core trio as far as talent goes. And it's hard to argue against the talent with what Finstock Exchange has. I think that they're both making uh, solid arguments on both points, so I don't think anybody has the edge thus far. It's just a matter of, I think what I'd like to hear from both of them is which manager is the question, right? Which manager can form the strongest core trio? which manager can do that which manager is able to keep them because what if what if you know maybe some of these uh people want to leave are they going to be able to keep some of the people inside of it too? you you might have the talent but what if you're not taking the personal uh side of of this thing maybe uh, maybe laura kelly wants to play somewhere else maybe john rokin wants to play somewhere else you know it's who knows what manager can form them what manager has the ability to make that happen that's that's what i see from the question and i haven't heard much of that yet. I've just heard about the talent on, inside of the uh, the factions themselves.
0: I absolutely agree. I was actually about to kind of mention that. We haven't really heard mention about Bobby Gucci, you know, managing the Or, or Yeah, or Shannon yeah. at all, uh, you know, talking about how amazing these competitors are. It's all well and good, but we haven't really heard anything about, you know, what makes uh, them, their abilities as managers to really build them up and reform them, whatever they need to do in order to Create these strong core trios, absolutely. Okay, now real quickly from the chat, you know, there's a lot of love from both. You know, but at the end of the day, David B here, best musician of all time, what's up? Legitimately, both are bringing it. Um, you know, but also, you know, there's a lot of people on both on both sides right now. So I'm kind of curious to see them wrap it up. Now, I do think that for the closing statements for this question in particular. We just really need to dive into the managers a little bit. Now, I do also want to remind you: you do have the additional championship thirty-second rule. You can still use at any point; totally up to you, or ignore it. Totally fine as well. Now, since this is the second question, we'll be starting with Ben for your closing statement. You have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? Unmute. I am. <laughs> All right, starting now.
3: Look, at the end of the day, what it really comes down to for me is when I look at Corruption's roster, the third best player on the roster is Laura Kelly. And as much as I like Laura Kelly, that's not a strong trio. Because having a player who doesn't actually contend for a Star Wars belt in this current climate does not make a strong trio. It makes two players who are great in two-ish divisions, maybe three. One of them could go really far in singles, but neither of them's ever played for a singles title. Whereas if you look at the Finstock exchange... Our third piece, while maybe not an Intergeekdom champion, if we were to keep somebody who wanted to make a run for it, is somebody who is contending well in the division. If we wanted to keep a Star Wars player, we could because that player is going to get a title shot literally next season. That's a thing that's going to happen. And if we didn't want to do that, if we just wanted to go after the two most important divisions, we have Dan Merle, we have John Roca, we have Mark Riley, we have myself. Any combination of three of those players is seconds. a blockbuster, game-winning reason we're going to win the title this year as the best faction. You just can't argue because your third best player is Laura Kelly, unfortunately. It sucks for you, babe. I'm sorry.
0: And time. All right. Okay, okay, I hear you. All right, and over to Bibs. You also have one minute on the clock starting
2: now. There are no unimportant divisions in the movie trivia schmodown You actually need to have them all taken care of. And the only faction right now that has a trio of players that they can retain, that they're all taken care of, is corruption. And you can't even really commit to who you want to keep in the Finstock Exchange. Bobby Gucci is the notoriously least effective communicator in the managers. Shannon is absolutely fantastic at it. She has got dedication and loyalty. The Finstock Exchange practically broke up in February because of how badly Gucci managed all of his players. So Great. I'm not actually. Con- Convinced? I'm not actually convinced that you're even going to have all of those players at the end or that they aren't going to flee elsewhere so that they can be big fishes in little ponds rather than all compete to be the third, fourth, or fifth best in someone's eyes. Ben, would you rather be the fifth best person in your faction or would you rather be the best person in your faction? Finstock has some tough decisions to make. Shannon has the easiest decisions in the world. She picks the champs.
0: I'll take my 30
3: seconds here, actually, and just uh, cap it off with my 30 right now. So my closing statement so Bibb's closing statement is going to be this. Bibbs, you lack confidence. You didn't even have the confidence to pick yourself here because you could have picked you and Brendan Meyer and Mark Knopic. You could have done that, but you have so little confidence in your belief that you actually know what you're doing here. You didn't. You leaned on the flavor of the month faction. You leaned on the corruption and, and chance and Laura Kelly to try to make your point. I don't have to make the decision about who my true is because it's not my faction. It's Bobby Gucci's faction, and he's a phenomenal, phenomenal manager who always makes the right decision. Multiple-time manager of
0: the year. And Susan, I'm going to take Bowie. my 30 seconds. Okay, as well. You got 30 seconds starting <laughs> now. I, love
2: it. Uh, I, I am not trial here. It's, uh, no, I can ask my 30 seconds whenever I want. <laughs> I <laughs> am, I, I'm reclaiming my time, by the way.
0: Yes, I am re- letting you have the additional time after I, both, I, uh, both myself and Ben interrupted starting now.
2: Okay, I am not on trial here. It's not about how little confidence I have in my faction. It's about who can win a debate. And the debate was settled before we even began. Frankie Numbers, an expert in the numbers of the League, has already declared that corruption is the easiest and best answer to go here. And the reason why is because Finstock is going to be a clusterfuck no matter who he picks. The whole faction is going to evaporate. You're going to lose a ton of people at the end of this uh, uh, season because they're all going to go elsewhere. Because and time, to-
0: Woo! Woo! All right. I don't know about you, but I just need some water. Yeah. I'll, be- yeah. I'll take some water. Everyone ready for some yoga? We just need a. Uh,
2: that's good. Oh. That's
0: good. This is getting intense. All right. I love and all I- you
2: guys. This is fun. <laughs> yes.
0: That. Absolutely. Now, um, now I just do want to reiterate uh you know that you know these are these are not attacks on any one particular competitor manager or faction or anything along those lines this is just specifically really? to these uh to, for these arguments for this Shmo bait belt so just want to reiterate that as well uh no yeah, we teasing, love so.
2: all of these players I'm sure I speak for ben and myself this is a heated thing mm. everyone's saying angry stuff I love Ben more than I love most members of my own family uh, I think he's really really great so so uh, I'm sure we both are very happy to admit that this is all in good fun.
0: Exactly. It's a blast. It good I'm
2: fun. having a great time. So am I. This is great. We're both very competitive people, just in very different ways.
0: <laughs> now, before we go into the third and final question, again, please let uh, let us know your opinions. And make your vote known over on Twitter at CollectionPod over there. That'd be really appreciated. And we were going to find out. Uh, by bec- Before the 111 people that are watching this, you guys are going to be the ones to who decide who's going to walk away a winner today. So take that voting seriously, go do it. All right, now we are gonna be going into the third and final question. And we're gonna be using this beautiful action coin to determine who's gonna go first. All right, now, before we started chat, before we start recording, we are determined that bids is gonna be boom. And Ben, it's gonna have the one with his face on it, right there on the AMA fifth anniversary. Okay, let's see, ah. <laughs> Hit my, sorry, I hit the ceiling, literally. No now it is in favor of boom with bibs. So you like to go first or second for our final question? I'll go second. Second? All right. You like to defer. So that means we're gonna be starting with a Ben for a third and five. Oh,
1: okay. oh. In yeah. And your winner. What? And, you won. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Bateman's gone. Bateman left.
2: Oh, well, okay, great. Thank you. Oh, listen, everybody, thank you so much uh, for all of this. It's really, really nice that Ben uh, uh, just called a quit mean, Oh, hey. I mean, hi, Ben. Whoopsie.
3: Uh, uh, Am I good? Am all my, are all my settings working? I think I, I just yeah, connected. Nice. You sound good.
0: Yeah. yeah it sounds okay. good. Um, yeah, so we're going to be starting with uh, Ben for your opening statements. And Christian, will you please let us do the honor? Well, please do the honor for us for reading the third and final question that you actually picked.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is a tougher one so i want to see what they say what is the best overall spectacular of all time
0: mm. and uh, both these competitors are tay have you know some personal interests i think you know uh all right you have one minute on the clock starting now for your opening statement one minute
3: Yeah, I chose the 2017 Spectacular, and the reason being, I think when you look at a Spectacular, you're never going to get a card that has only blockbusters. That just doesn't happen. You're not going to have matches that are all great matches, but what you will have is at least usually one or two very, very memorable, incredible matches, plus a piece of theatrics. And I chose 2017 largely because you have the Knapsack versus Witwer uh, Iron Man match, which is one of the most beloved matches of all time. I think prior to this tournament was the best Star Wars match we had ever seen. A very, very exciting match. One of the only times that an Iron Man match was really truly used the most effectively. You also have the famous tackle, Andrew Guy versus John Rocha in a match that was a total stinker. The match itself was a blowout. But it was the match that set the tone for the level of theatrics the Shimodan was going to represent going forward. It was it was planned, and the audience didn't know it. We surprised the audience with it. On top of that, above the line versus the Patriots is an iconic all time match.
0: And time, yeah, a lot of really big matches and spectacular twenty seventeen. Now I gotta say,
1: every spectacular. It was number two.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah, number two. It was the second one. Thank you for. Uh for specifying. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of really great matches. And over to you, Bibbs, let's hear your pick. You also have one minute on the clock starting now.
2: Okay, Ben's right about this. In order to have a great Spectacular, you have to have great matches. And I can't think of a Spectacular that had more great matches than 2018 because you started off with a Manageable, which was actually the best Manageable we ever had. It was full of surprises. Everyone was really tight in there. There were a bunch of exciting challenges, and it led to big drama, big world-changing stuff at the Schmodown. When all the secrets were revealed, it was exciting as hell. You've got one of the best team matches ever between the Shower Wolves and Who's the Boss. You've got a really uh, impressively tight... Uh, a Star Wars match between Alex Damon and Ken uh, Knafsock, Ken 27 to 25. Clark Wolf finally played Dan Merle. We really wanted them together. That was exciting as hell. You got Mara Kanopic versus Mike Kalinowski in a rematch where there was anger and fury and ire. And then he had Ethan Irwin beating John Rocha and actually injecting some really new fresh blood into the champion, div- uh, into the champs in the singles division for the first time in a really long time. This was absolute beautiful drama. And you want to talk about a tackle? Best tackle
0: ever. And go the table. Woo. Oh, shots fired indeed. Okay. Okay, boy. All right. So, you're the commissioner, no, it's like you were the commissioner. you were, I mean, like I said, you're personally involved in this. Mm-hmm. Christian. Okay. So, tr- trying to stay objective. I do feel like these were definitely the top picks of, you know, all the spectaculars we have. But what did you kind of think about these so far?
1: I could have seen someone make an argument for the first one also for everything that mm-hmm. happened in the first one, but 2 and 3 yeah. are Great picks. Um, mm-hmm. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see why. I mean, I know that they kind of mentioned it a little bit, but spectacular for me is what really drives the story and the narrative to the next season. It's it's, yeah. it's the most important. It really started with the first spectacular with the formation of the Horsemen and everything too. Um, so, or or Lions then will you rather and. uh, and it began this new thing. We've done that every Spectacular. There's There's been stuff that has moved the storyline. I want to hear why their choices uh, were so... You know, prominent why why the story moved so much? Like, what was it about the story and the matches themselves? What did they do? And thank mm-hmm. you to uh, and Ben Bateman. I saw for out of all the matches, didn't mention uh, me in the main event, so he gets an extra point for that because that was a, that was a stinker of a match. Uh, so, but uh, but I joke. The the I'd like to say a <laughs> more about the overall why the Spectaculars that they chose were were so good and what they did for the overall league.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely um uh, when it comes to spectacular it's all about several things it's not only about the great matches which both these sp- spectaculars uh you know obviously do multiple really fantastic matches but the drama the story how do we think about uh talking about these spectaculars today how have they impacted schmodown today right. all right so we're gonna be going into our open debate you guys have four minutes and this is your final open debate of the championship match today. And uh, let's see it hashed out. You have four minutes starting now. Okay. I think it's important want- to
3: point out that the commissioner himself, who just mentioned that his match was not the most special, did actually play in the headlining match at that spectacular. Maybe it wasn't a great match, and maybe you were totally worn out, but the bottom line is it is the only spectacular in which we've gotten to see the chairman, the creator of the league, <laughs> play in the singles title match.
2: And even. the commissioner even pe- himself admits, it was a bad match. When you're looking at who, what uh, spectacular had the best matches, you also have to look at what's the overall average here, and the actually that second spectacular didn't all have the best or most amazing matches in the world you said yourself teams was a blowout the actual the last two matches in spectacular two were a total blowout and christian is an incredible commissioner he was running that thing he was just too tired at the end to put up that much of a fight that brings it down a little bit you have uh, the patriots winning again who cares that didn't push anything forward T- top 10 uh, winning again Eh, who cares? That didn't really move the needle forward a little bit. Uh, you got that. It was a cool Star Wars match. I'll give you that. But who do we talk about when we talk about the great Star Wars players? Not Ken up. We talk about Alex Damon, who beat him later. We talk about... Uh, who do we talk about? We talk about the best Intergeekton players later. We don't talk about Jason Inman. But when we talk about the best of the best of the best... Okay, we're talking about the Shire Wolves who face their toughest opponents, I think, maybe even more so than we did It Critically Acclaimed with Who's the Boss. That is the tough match. That proved exactly how tough Ben Bateman could be. You got Alex Damon proving himself yet again. Okay, fine. That isn't the most amazing thing ever. You got Dan Merle coming back after that really disastrous defeat against Andrew Guy, making his comeback tour. It's all going to lead to him getting the belt next season and reclaiming it and taking his rightful spot. You got Mike Kalinowski taking over from Mara Kanopic, which is one of the biggest, craziest ups sets ever and that really really pissed a lot of people off that was a huge source of drama you have
3: you can read the, you is, can read the phone book if you God. want your bib and you're just listening every match team
2: action. boy it did it just... affect team action
3: you're what just listing team every team match, Gibbs. Yeah, if,
2: if you exactly, want me to list every, every match, every match, match in mind. Great. Because every match was
3: great. That's and an absurd the thing for to say. Everybody, everybody yeah. really wanted Dan Merle to play Clark Wolf. Guess what? It had already happened before. This was just a return. And it wasn't even really a match that mattered. Erwin versus Roca. Yeah, that match kind of matters, except not really, because what really mattered was the next season when Erwin played. You want to talk about storyline? You talk about me getting put through a table? Guess what set the stage for that to even exist in the showdown? Guess who set the stage? Team action. What in the spectacular the I'm talking about. Nothing. Physical violence and theatricality the violence? was actually... created by my team. And, that okay? and then we did it again the next I didn't year.
2: Like it one bit. I
3: actually And you want to talk team about, Bibs, Bibs, you want to talk about the best team of all time. How in many other I people agree. They're, they're a great life team. Life you know, life life know life the best life team life of life all time is by record? It's the Patriots. And it was the height of the Patriots. They were the height exactly. of villainy so at that time in the Schmodown.
2: It was the so it was of the Patriots. The Shire Wolves, at- in the eyes of many fans, had yet to officially prove themselves. A lot of people said, oh, they've had easy opponents the entire way through. Who's the boss was the match that solidified the, uh, the Shire Wolves as the greatest team in the history of this game.
3: Yeah, but thank who's the boss hadn't won it, anything, and we still haven't, we haven't. I hate to say anything. it, bib. Look, looking it back on it, the Shire Wolves are an iconic team. No no they didn't be a champion.
2: How dare you, Besmirch, who's the boss like that? How dare you? I'm being honest, man. I know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do, but
3: we haven't. We exactly, haven't.
2: exactly. So it was exciting to see you get to that point and try because you haven't done that since. You poor bastards, I was rooting no. for you. You, you know, Bibs,
3: I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, you're, you're just once again focusing me. on the second best option and you're trying to draw my personal legacy in the Shmodan into your argument. Dude, if so I wanted you, to you bring you your can, legacy can draw me in I would
2: have picked the one where you actually won matches. Okay, we're both picking Spectaculars where you lost. That's uh. irrelevant. All I'm saying is that in <laughs> this match, this showed how amazing you are, whereas the previous Spectacular, Really didn't show you off very well, and the only way to save it was to knock down an old man. I'm sorry, a fight between two able bodied guys who actually loved each other and actually I, is that
0: wraps it up.
2: I love you, Roca. <laughs> I know you're watching. I'm so sorry, man. I had to make arguments.
0: Tackle of a young man, so Roka's an old man, huh? Tackle All of right. the young man He's one who
2: today about being around in the silent era.
0: All right. <sighs> Okay, that's a lot of words were said on both sides. Woo, okay. Oh, boy, I no words. All right, Christian. Okay, so, you know, it's participating in creating these storylines and everything, how do you kind of feel about their legacy and how they were discussed today so far?
1: Well, I think, obviously, I think that Bibbs was arguing a lot about the matches themselves and how they dictated the uh, the league, which I think is also very relevant. And I think um did a lot of things. I think Ben went inside a little deeper with how the stuff that action did led to more stuff down down the line of what has happened. But I think Ben's made a solid point with the Shirewolves. I think that that match, well, a lot of people don't realize the Shirewolves is that they had just won a championship. It was, it was a vacant championship, and people were like, oh, they were just handed the belt. That all went away after that win, and it was a, it, against who's the boss. It was it it, it turned the Shirewolves from a team that was good that won the championship to the legends that they are today. Very so true. it was a very low of a match. Um, but what Ben's also saying is that there were a lot of solid matches inside of what, what two did to further move stuff around. And even though I know what Bibbs was doing, arguing wise, bibs uh, would the legacy of the Patriots. I mean, watching the Patriots, uh, Performing anything? What well, now? You go back and you—it's like if you're a Schmodown uh, fan, even though you might hate him, you're like, oh, I wish I could have seen the Patriots play a couple matches." And that was a big win against above the line. So, um, I think Bibbs got maybe a little flustered in the argument round. He was kind of—he was, I think, he was yelling a little bit more so than he did in the previous two. But if—if if you ask me, my overall opinion of the entire match, I got Bibbs two rounds to one, but I give Bateman that round.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, I okay, I I feel very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just gonna pull over to the chat real quickly while I attempt to collect my thoughts. Um, you know, to me, oh, this this is very personal, one okay, so. Um, you know, Lee and Gilpin, he's mentioned, I think Ben made a great argument with talking about how the tackle changed the league, you know. But, uh, you know, there's definitely mentions about, you know, spectacular two progress and storylines, but the last two matches weren't good. So I think it comes down to, you know, at the end of the day, like I mentioned, how do we talk about these matches today? How do we talk about these storylines today?
1: Spectacular two, I would disagree with that. I'd say that, oh, no, you're right. You're talking about team action and, and top 10, yes. even though. Well I guess that's why because what Ben said Ben made a good point that the the match the match itself between action and top ten was a clunker, but I remember it being great because of what happens at the end. Because nobody because what that did do is that for what that for what the comment just made there, it did change because I think that at that point some people still didn't realize it was even in the audience, they didn't know if it was real or fake. That particular thing said, Oh, this is where the show can go. Yeah. Oh, I understand. So I do think I understand what Ben was saying there. But um so no, I, uh, I I think that how they hold up. I think that all the all the story there there were, you know a couple storylines that were dropped. Well, mm-hmm. no one mentioned the Kalinowski and Brian moment in in two because that was a big thing that was going to go a, so huge. a yeah. it was going to go a long way. But it just you know certain things happened and just it it got dropped. But that was a massive storyline that happened in two.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it also something to remember is that as well. Not only were like a lot of these matches were good. I mean, there's definitely some matches in each of these that are iconic. Like when it comes to the Shirewolves, uh, you know, Shirewolves versus Who the Boss, it's definitely one of my personal favorite matches of all time. It's definitely um, in conversation as one of the best team matches of all time. As far as it, uh, I think so. Um, you know, we're commissionable, you know, like you mentioned, uh, I, I do feel like so far as of now, based on the arguments it alone, I do feel like Spectacular 3 is kind of edging been out a little bit of spectacular too just because you know so much drama uh going on I feel like there's much more lead up versus spectacular two. we weren't 100 percent sure what was going on so it was a little more vague I felt like there was a little bit less promotion going into it so um but also I was also a massive a much significantly bigger fan you know of showdown you know by the time you know three rolled around okay so we're gonna be going in to our Final statements. You guys, each of you guys have one minute on the clock to really kind of wrap it up, put a nice bow on, and solidify <laughs> the votes in your favor. And we're going to find out find out who is going to walk away with this really sexy looking belt. Look at that! Isn't it cute? So pretty.
3: Good looking belt. So
0: it's a very attractive belt. Okay. Now again, we are going to be starting with Ben for your final, final. Closing statement. You have one minute on the clock to tell everyone why they should vote for you. Starting now.
3: When you talk about things that happen because of something, you look back to 2017's Spectacular 2 and the things that came out of it. Are very important. You talk about the tackle and what it did, obviously, for the chair hit, for the tackle through the table. I mentioned that already. It couldn't have happened without our willingness to do that stunt. You talk about the rivalry that's created between team action and top 10. That rivalry has lived on as an important piece of storyline building. For years to come. I mean, there was stuff as early as this, earlier this year, with Roka and I arguing over who was going to manage competitors. I mean, these are things, these are rivalries that were, the seeds were planted in 2017. They culminated in that moment of physical violence at the end of 2017. You talk about a division that we earlier today on SEN talked about maybe retiring in Star Wars. The only real reason that we kept the thing going was because of the promise of a match like Whitwer versus Knapsack. knapsack didn't have anything to do against damon he was never going to win that match everybody knows that looking back at the talent level but he was perfectly matched against witwer at the time that and is the great
0: time success. okay a match with so much promise indeed okay and yes rachel you could have won a belt <laughs> you were indeed <laughs> <a belt. laughs> love you rachel She's so amazing. All right. Okay. And I am, uh, Ryan, I am going to be pimping out the heck out of this belt. It's a gorgeous belt, if I do say so myself. All right. We're going to be going into bits. Your final closing statement as well uh, to get everyone on your side for the third and final question. You have one minute on the clock starting now.
2: Okay, so what changed with the 2018 uh, Spectacular? First off, uh, Christian Harloff stepped away from the commissioners. We had a all-new set of commissioners changing the rules, changing the way this, the whole showdown was going to be structured. That was a big deal. You had KO solidifying his legacy as an IG champion and going into the latest season. That was an important deal. But here's the thing on top of all of that stuff. You don't have a bunch of stuff you, you can't talk about if you're supporting the Spectacular. You don't have clunker matches. You don't have storylines that didn't go any, like Brian and Mike Kalinowski. You don't have, oh, we resorted to violence for ratings. Like, you actually just have really good storylines, really unexpected developments, actually great matches consistently all throughout. And yeah, I'm sorry, even the Team Action Top 10 stuff, that was going on beforehand. Y'all will talk and smack beforehand. Guy was Roka's son for a while, which, by the way, we're, when are we getting back to that? Team Action, finish something, you start for God's sake. The only time Team Action really oh finished time. something, you broke that table. Which is my table
0: tables are never off. established.
3: You have it. That. you can be I part of such an iconic moment.
0: That. That's I what you did. That. You tried
2: to inject yourself into the story.
0: Okay. We're we're uh done guy who this. injected himself
2: into the showdown by hosting a show.
0: Okay. Now we just heard everything for our final question for a third and final question. And uh, I gotta say Things are getting really intense. Okay, so you heard it here, guys. Go over to, you heard all of our questions today. Just wanna reaffirm, the first question was, which IG competitor who is limited in the first round of the tournament shows the most potential to win the IG belt? The second one being, which manager can form the strongest core trio for the next season by retaining current competitors? And for the final question, what is the best overall spectacular of all time? Now, obviously, like I mentioned, we can, you know, Put our personal stuff into this as much as we want by the end of the day it's about these arguments it's about these debates yep. and who debated better uh let us know on twitter cast your votes over there and to determine who's going to walk away with that very sexy looking belt um you can do it right there just giving you a saying now uh we have 10 minutes for you guys to go vote right now
3: I mean, so vote just, fairly, guys. Vote fairly. Don't just vote for. Don't just vote for me because I'm action. <laughs> I'm on the coin. Don't vote for yep. me because you like me. Be, be well, sure to vote for what you think is fair. That's what you should vote for.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Listen, we all know that yeah. if this is just a popularity contest, that Ben Bateman is going to win this. Everybody loves Ben. He's handsome. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He hosts shows for the Schmodown. He's clearly Christian's favorite. Like he's clearly <laughs> reverse like,
3: psychology. You're trying winner. to use on the audience no, right no, now, Bib. No, it's no, so, no, no. I'm
2: serious about this. If I win one of these rounds, I'm going to feel good. You know why? Because a Ben is a great debater, and. B. Mm -hmm. He actually also picked a lot of the things that's going to look better on a Twitter poll, which let's be honest here has got to have at least some factor because I'm not sure how many people are watching this. You
3: can't use this time to make an argument for the audience, Bib. Shut your mouth. You're you're literally literally appealing to the audience. I'm I'm not. Shut up. Talk about something else. You literally asked me to talk about something else. Talk about musicals
2: you like. I'm just saying. Ben is more popular than me, and I accept that. If I wouldn't run around, I'm happy today. I just wanted to say this was a lot of fun. Ben and I are both really competitive people. Ben is the one who taught me how to make it personal. Alex, like, that's, I, really, that's He's really, really good at it. Can so i just no. to thank you for that.
1: So you just have to deal with this every once in a while. I deal with this all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah true. Sure, there's a lot going on. This is a. This is very. It's very. I don't want to say this is. These are very personal debates. But at the end of the day, uh, both these competitors worked incredibly hard in order to not only debate efficiently but do the research and actually put this together. Um, but overall. I'd say both of them are fantastic. I can't wait to see oh. who's going to come out on top. Yeah. Now, again, I just <laughs> want to give you a quick time update. We're almost at eight minutes remaining, and I know Christian, you have some important stuff to go to, so feel free to drop off Ooh. whenever you need to. Yeah, um, so you get it,
1: get it. Waiting for the word. Waiting for the word. As soon as I get the word, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll wait.
0: All right, perfect. I just want to go over to the chat, you know, real quickly, uh, to just reaffirm, remember to vote on all three rounds. Just saying, all three rounds. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of love on both sides. You know, Ryan Payne's real quick, says, Bibs, speaking the truth. When? <laughs> I'm i said a lot of things. Um, oh, miss movies, true. facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but also, Dean Morgan says, vote for Ben because of the sunglasses and slick hair. <laughs> right?
2: How can I compete with that? Hold I up. took
3: off the sunglasses so you could see the whites of my eyes when I beat you, Bibs. That's why I took them off.
0: Um, Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Ben. That's
2: great. You're very handsome.
0: I think everyone present here is handsome, but Thank that's that's I am just saying. Just saying.
2: Right. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's like yeah, but also Ren again, classic reaction, Christian. I you know, just like <sighs> I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what were you uh, reacting to? Was it the guy uh, Roka being guy's father?
1: Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that was it. Uh, the, it, it like, you're, if it was just me voting, you would have lost on that one. <laughs> I think that might be Christian's least favorite storyline of all time. Actually. I
2: love it so. That's why I love it so much. The
1: worst thing that they ever did when I wasn't looking, it's somehow they shot a scene. These two idiots. They shot a scene of actually doing it, and I was like, "Why would you waste the cameraman's time at that?" And I said, Get, "Delete that footage. It's a stupid, stupid scene." We've Christian.
2: never seen that scene. That's never come out. No.
0: Well, speaking of oh. speaking of scenes that uh, that technically never happened, and you know all that good stuff, Christian um, Ben Bibbs, can you tell me any like secret storylines that almost happened that you want to do that never really came about because of the way matches kind of came out or anything along those lines? Uh, or is that,
1: like, I mean, I always bring up the one that if you know if, if Kalinowski and um, if Kalinowski would have won that match against Team Action, that um. Gertler and Laquasto were going to go uh, heal with him and they were going to be like this evil trio that were like kind of trying to bring down the entire show down the three of them and just yep. recruiting people like left and right to be part of their kind of brigade. But that obviously didn't happen And Mike went out on his own.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, we uh, critically acclaimed play the Shire Wolves and you know there was a chance we would have won and I was talking about what happens if that happens because that would be a big deal Shire Wolves well, are so popular yeah. and I actually got Christian and I wonder if he even remembers this to agree to let us bring in a new manager who was the puppet
1: I think I do remember that I actually yeah. I, I, well it worked <laughs> It worked for you, because yeah. what I wanted, what I actually, the dynamic that I started to really like between Bibbs and Whitney was that Whitney was taking this kind of, his character was taking this very serious kind of no jokes, was annoyed by everything, and here's Bibbs, who's ultimately Mankind, uh, who is just in the back with the hat and, and and complete nonsense, and it was like, it was, we st- we were doing this before uh, Bray Wyatt was in the, in WWE, Bibbs was doing this, and that, it's right over Bibbs' head, that, that reference, but still. No idea. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, he was kind of the the lunatic that was off uh, running in the background. Um, and we just, you know, it's just... But I'm happy, though, because the kids' storyline was where we, we kind of formed. That wouldn't have happened if critically acclaimed would have won the championship
2: I, i'm actually not sure about that because if you recall when we were watching uh brendan's very first match and it looked for a second like he was going to come from behind and win it we were actually looking at each other like should he join a faction with me and whitney so that could have maybe gone another way right. but maybe we so, but, but, yeah. but if
1: you guys are champions how 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 often would you guys well how yeah. long before you guys would actually play together
2: that's a good point yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: Ben, anything that uh, didn't come together, I'd be very curious. You know what's uh, going well, on. Go.
0: Or alternatively, yeah. Ben, if you can't think, if, if there's not much, uh, it was like, what would have you liked to see? Oh,
1: I got yeah. one. I have one. Oh. The, when 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 uh, the founding fathers, if they would have lost to corruption, Roku was going to go heal and turn on uh, and turn on Merle and everybody on. Yeah. Uh, in well, I, still well, that, awesome. I still think that
0: I still think that could happen, but that's yeah. just. me. Uh, ben, <laughs> ben, what were you saying though?
3: The okay, well, there's a couple of pieces. The first one was um, when I went through the table. The original idea was to have a giant breakaway uh, piece of glass, like sugar glass. We were going to have it oh, yeah. get tackled through a freaking window, and we <laughs> couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't get the, we couldn't get, I think the insurance or the glass. So it we did the table instead. Of- back-
1: Tad was looking into all of it, plexiglass, everything. We were looking. into yeah. all of it. we were. Gonna, we were going
3: we to. Chris was like, it. "Are you willing to get put through some fake glass?" And I was like, yeah. "Is it dangerous?" He was like, "I don't think so. We're going to find out."
0: Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> what could <Yeah>. have been?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Well, and Clark Wolf. Clark Wolf uh, was was going to go uh, talk about spectacular. We were we were very close to turning Clark Wolf heel at the end if they would have lost though. Who's the boss?
2: I remember you
3: teasing that. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. remember if there was early on like like in 2017 before Drew and I decided that it was totally inappropriate. I think he was going to he was going to like be catcalling the Shire Wolves, and we talked about it. We're like that's a really bad idea. Don't it do that. Really, yeah. And we, and really we bad turned bad away bad from bad. it, but I think yeah. that was a brief. I think it was a brief like how could we be the most despicable guys in the world yeah. conversation yeah. that happened? I, I you would
2: have you would okay. despicable.
0: <laughs> There's yeah. a difference we between were... being a between being bad guys for character, the way you guys, uh, the greatest uh, <laughs> schmodown team of all time, um, you, the way uh, you guys were before you unfortunately retired, um, but at the same time, there's a difference between that and being creepy. Well, there's something. Yeah, and yeah, really I, like catcalling is just
2: oh, it's it's, terrible. There,
0: there's no good situation. That, there's that's, not. It's ne- never okay. Or yeah, no yeah. I think. I think. I think. I don't think I don't, think. I don't think it was.
2: I think because like we got to remember that we are when we're up on stage whether we're champions or just players we are kind of setting an example and I think when it's important that when we are evil or whatever that we make it clear that it is only in good fun and that we are not establishing a pattern of behavior that people shouldn't emulate in real life if they're fans of us especially people with as many rabid fans as team action I think you made the right call not doing that
3: yeah no I don't think I I, now that I'm remembering I don't think we were going to do creepy cat calls what I think it was going to be was uh, Drew was going to give roses to Clark Wolfe and I was going to walk sure. him in playing guitar. That was what I was going to do. And I remember it was a, it was, he was going to
1: it was pitched and basically said, "Nah, eh, let's not do that." <laughs> that was yeah.
0: Well, it yeah. definitely a wise choice. And just want to remind you guys you have like 1 minute and almost 40 seconds left to go vote. So go do it. So just yeah. like-
3: And my favorite one ever, my favorite one ever, I've talked about this one many times now on different shows, was after Team Action lost to to Nerds Watch, and we were going to play late to the party, we came up with this elaborate pitch to do a Jerry Maguire entrance, where Drew was going to put on, like, no shirt, a blazer, like, he was going to sunglasses Cuba, and I was going to come in his cruise, and we were going to do a whole, like, show me the money, I'm starting my own league thing, and Christian was like, you guys just had a great match like be heels what are you talking right. about well, that's, the that's the worst that's thing i've ever
1: heard in my life one thing though, that i will say alex that, from when you mentioned like there's a there are certain people like for i always knew that guy and bateman after a while could go face but there's certain things that if you do with their characters you can't there are certain things that you can do with characters that you don't ever want them to really be uh faces and you can so there is there is ways to to toe the line not not that particular thing we we're just talking about but like brandon hannah by the way brandon hannah is is I, I think to this day, Brandon Hanna is the best heel that we've had. And I'll tell you why when I say that. Because Andrew Guy w- is the best performer, hands down. But he's he's likable. And even when he's doing despicable things, he's still getting cheered. <laughs> Brandon so Hanna everyone, cool, everyone okay. hates Brandon Hanna. I so- hear you. And he doesn't care like, like Andrew guy performing wise. There's no one that beats Andrew guy. He's the, he's the best performer. Yeah. And he will tell you he walks into an arena and people will still cheer him even when he was supposed to get booed.
2: He's always got this <laughs> underdog quality, yeah. you know, yeah. like when team action broke yeah. up. It was all about who heard him like for a while. You know, I remember initially and he's raised his game significantly. But initially when team action came out, like the, the narrative was that like Ben was the one who, who was the exceptional player and guy was the backup. Yeah. Yeah, now it's it's not like that anymore. But he still retains that underdog aspect. Yeah.
0: And time, y'all. That is all we have for voting. Uh, Please do not put any of the posts or any of that good stuff in the chat, please. And Ben and Bibs, please do not go over to Twitter and check it out yourselves. I am going to be waiting waiting on the numbers. (laughs) I have theories. You have theories, okay? Oh shit. Oh. All right, okay. All right, for the first question being, which IG competitor who was eliminated in the first round of the tournament shows the most potential to win the IG belt? With 57.9% of the vote in favor of Paolo Yama.
2: Oh, awesome. I don't. I don't really think it's funny. I think it's just good news. I don't know, Ben. You, you can, I think weird.
0: they're both amazing. They're
2: yeah. both good, amazing. Congratulations, Ben. Sorry. Right. I don't, it just not as whimsical as you do, but okay.
0: Over <laughs> to the next question. One right, down. The next question being: Which manager can form the strongest core trio for the next season by retaining current players with fifty-five point two percent of the vote? It is a Finsock exchange meaning oh. And oh. Our winner, <laughs> the tournament of champions is Ben your boss, Bateman.
2: Congratulations, Ben. I know you really wanted this one. That's, Thanks, that's really, awesome, I appreciate
3: man. that. Yeah. I, appreciate I, hope that. I hope I
2: didn't make that. it too easy for you. This is Gucci. Yeah.
3: Gucci. Gucci. We got it. We got there. Yep. 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 We got it. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll talk later. Thanks
2: buddy.
0: And, A. and for the third and final question being uh, what is the best overall Spectacular of all time with 53.8% of the vote it is Spectacular 3 from 2018. You oh. Is that mine? Congratulations, so, bib. Yeah, 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 Congratulations. On winning one. That okay. one. Congratulations
2: on getting around I I feel I feel good about this. I feel happy about this. Most importantly, I'm happy that Ben won. I know that winning means a lot to him. So uh, <laughs> seriously, man. That's that's why you're good. That's why you're a good host. You really, really care about the competition stuff. I care too, but I would I, I think I'm weathering this a little better than than you would have. So I'm really, really glad this worked out. Congratulations. Mm.
0: Well, they were getting Thank a lot you, of we are getting a lot of love, obviously, not only from Bibbs. You, was are an amazing competitor, uh, Ben. You're okay. Um, over <laughs> just to talk about real quickly, we have Chris saying, "Boom, chihuahua, BS, Finn extreme. Uh, you know, uh, Jake is going to angrily send the belt over to Ben. You know. Yeah, and very angrily indeed. Um, Just a lot of love for the Finstock Exchange in general, but at the end of the day, I think both competitors did amazing. Christian, what do you think about these arguments? Do you think the right person won? What do you think?
1: Um, I do not think the right person won. I think (laughs) I I thought I thought Bibbs won. Uh, my personal my personal opinion, I thought Bibbs won. No offense to to Bateman, but I was I I was merely one vote. Um, but I thought it was I thought. Yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was really good it was a good match um but I did i I was like I was going back and forth and I and I saw the polls at the end um and I was like oh they won a piece and then I guess we just uh read the second one uh, but i I think that um I don't know I would like to see them go at it again these two are always super competitive so um yeah.
2: I want to see us go. I, I know fate has to work out a certain way, and it might not happen this year, I think, but I really want to play a rematch against Ben uh, in singles um mm-hmm. because that was a lot of fun, and uh, he's one of the best people to play against. you know if you're gonna if you're gonna prove yourself, you gotta play against the best. So he's Absolutely. definitely right up there.
3: Well, but yeah. you've proved yourself in the past, Bibs. I mean, you got there before I did. So I don't think there's any proven left to be no. done. So, uh, well, but
2: again, again, I, I'm not sure everyone agrees with you on that, but uh, I, I appreciate the thought nonetheless. Okay. I just
3: mean, a champion's a champion. It's the one thing yeah. when you get it, they can never take it away. And I, I laughed about it earlier with Christian because. I, all the talk for what I want to do again in the schmodan. if I had never gotten there, then I'd still have that mm-hmm. monkey on my back. But it's not there, you know.
2: Well, you know, there are some people, you know, it's funny. Uh, Christian brought up the whole thing about how the Shirewolves needed that second match to prove that because the Velt was vaca- vacated that they earned it. Um, you know, I I earned it under those circumstances. So There's a lot of people I still have a little asterisk on there. So I still want to win it uh, straight up one of these days. And I might have to go through you to get it. And that would be cool.
1: Well guess what, Bibbs? And this is something I'll 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 give it to call to action here too. You're gonna have that opportunity to do it do it again because you, my friend, are yet another uh another person from the quirky murks who has been entered into the tournament. Yep. You, my friend, you are in the tournament. So you, you and the kid and Perry Nemiroff are three out of the four contestants that have been named from the quirky murks. So,
2: Yay. Bibbs. I'm gonna play good, I hope.
1: Yes, Bibbs is in. Congratulations! Um, All right, well, look, uh, this was a blast. Thank you, Alex, for having me. I got to, I got to get food for the family; otherwise, we're all going to be in in shits.
2: (laughs) Good luck, Christian. We love you, man. Thanks for doing this.
1: You got it. Thanks, thanks,
3: Christian. Congrats, Ben. Thanks,
0: buddy. All right, okay. So, real quickly, but we're going to be breaking things off here pretty soon. Congratulations to Ben. Uh, We will hesitantly send you the belt. You know. And I just want to whip out that belt again. You know how gorgeous it truly is. Look at that sexy belt. Um, and it goes with literally
2: everything Ben wears. It's just it's it's, going to be the perfect accessory.
0: Exactly. So, Ben, you know, when you get that belt in your little mailbox over there, I am I'm expecting for it to be, like, up on oh, a yeah, shelf, a, up here we, on, on the arm at all times. Can facts? we have a Ben Bateman
2: belt calendar?
0: You know what? There's, I would sell like gangbusters.
2: I would sell real well.
0: I'm sure we can make it happen. Okay. Alex, I'm looking,
3: doing? I'm right now I'm looking for a new apartment. I'm looking to move and I'm, I'm actively looking for a place that I can have the right positioning to display some sort of a shelf with like paraphernalia belts mm-hmm. and trophies and things that I can, you know, Roka has his belt always in the corner kind of over his shoulder. He always has it. It's really nicely displayed. You That's, know, All I have behind me is you can see my player of the year thing way back there on the other wall, but you know, there's a bike and the fucking lock, it's like not a very elegant display. So,
0: yeah, you know, it's uh, regardless. As long as I see that built in somewhere in there, I would be excited to see it either way. Um, okay, now in the future, I do want to let you guys know here. Um, you know, towards uh, towards fall, like the end of fall, early winter time, uh, Halloween-ish, I guess. I can't believe it's already like m- almost mid July. It's just knocked my socks off. Yeah. Uh, we it's are going to Halloween
2: f- stores would have been opening right now.
0: Dude, don't get me so excited. I'd be really sad. That's I feel like it's an emotional thing to say for me. Um, we are going to be actually having another tournament, and the winner of that tournament is actually going to be competing against Ben for the belt. So I'll give you a heads up, you know Yay. for sure. Yes, it's gonna be a very fun time as well. All right, okay. Now, real quickly, congratulations, Ben. Uh, bibs you did amazing what are your final words walking away today i mean aside from you know having that getting some polish and everything for that future belt you're gonna have on your arm how are you feeling how confident and excited you feel walking away from these debates ben
3: Uh, i feel great i mean look i'm I'm gonna give bibs all the credit in the world here uh there's there's an important (laughs) name in the title of this channel and that's action so i think it's uh, it's unfair to not acknowledge that uh, some of these fans might have a slight preference maybe maybe not but uh, I think, you know, it's hard. I think it's hard for any competitor to walk in here and go up against one of the two action guys on a channel called call to action. But that being said, the results were very close. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very, very close. And Bibbs beat me in the third round by a greater margin than I beat him in one of the first two. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just a matter of a couple percentage points and a couple votes that, that separated us. I knew Bibbs would be my hardest opponent. I could tell. And uh, that second round where you're yelling at each other is always the one. And he's very good at yelling louder. So um, I just sort of knew that was going to be the one. And that's, I think, the one where he almost edged me out over and over again. I got a little excited. I used my 30 seconds before him. He did the smarter thing to wait to use his 30 to counter my 30, which was initially what I wanted to do. But, uh, you know, I, I think I narrowly escaped in this in this case. I think it was a little bit of an ace beating Demolanta situation because uh, I think that Bibbs did kind of have a little bit of an advantage through most of those rounds. But uh, luckily – you know, um I probably won't have to play Bibb's next. I probably will play someone else before he gets back in the ring with me. I hope. It's probably
0: likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, absolutely. I I cannot wait to you know obviously see you win another championship match here pretty soon. And Bibs, uh, you definitely used your you know championship rule you know you know perfectly today going and going against Ben when he decided to use it. Uh, do you feel like there was anything you kind of wish you could have added to it, or is there anything you would have changed when um, going into your arguments?
2: I wish that when I was debating between picking corruption. Or the Finstock Exchange that my literal coin toss had gone the other way, because I think that would have made all the difference. I think it was those were the only two factions that were like mm-hmm. clear good answers for this,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I think the Finstock Exchange just look—you you guys got a lot of talent over there—and I think the argument that you could just throw a dart at one of you guys and pick a good player to go into the next season uh, was pretty hard to compete with. So. What are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, Ben is a great competitor. There's no shame in losing to one of the greats. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, make more of my millions of podcasts now.
0: I love all those millions of podcasts. <laughs> We're I, doing I, a guest
2: I, one tonight, too, so that'll be fun.
0: Nice. That'll be cool. Um, I do have to say, I I, I didn't really – something I did uh, – was a little concerned about as well, Ben, when you talked about it. Because I you didn't, hear, you didn't give, like, uh, any kind of – definite answer your response was pretty much like any combination of competitors it, you're the core trio is going to be who's going to win at the at very end so you can't really definitively say who's going to have the belts and who doesn't but honestly i my my gut reaction is if you're if uh these like core trio had to compete in all four i was thinking it would be scrimshaw merle and maybe I don't want to say maybe you or or barbarian honestly well, that, because. Bar- even the, uh, show. Quirky,
2: Quirky yeah, merch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Well, I think uh, I think what it
3: comes down me. to, Alex, and I, to to answer, I mean, the question, and I mm-hmm. think it's a it's it's hot water. I put myself in just a little bit with that answer, oh, and okay. I knew it would be a little bit because gotcha. I. I just sort of knew that it would. Am I cutting out here? You guys hear me? Okay. Oh, you
0: can hear me. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, I kind of knew there would be a little bit of hot water with that answer because I'd be asked to name the three, and it's just it's not my place, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to stoke any of those fires. Um, that being said, I think that I think that there's probably five or six different combinations uh, within mm-hmm. our faction that make sense. The most difficult thing is to assign the value of the Star Wars division. That's the hardest. That's the hardest question to answer because. You know, if you have somebody who plays a few times a year and if Star Wars has the same momentum that it had this year, maybe having a really top level player like Melanta who is just accuracy is off the charts, oh, gotcha. is as valuable as having a, an incumbent uh, team's champ who plays, you know, a couple times and two, three times a year, maybe. But I have to think that the quality
2: of to the players. I think we're going to have another tournament next year. This this Twitch tournament was amazing. And a lot of people really loved it. So I yeah. think I have to factor it in at least as a significant possibility.
0: Yeah.
3: I just think the bottom line is kind of this, right? Like I, I, I think that corruption is pretty great. I think that chance is really starting to show up and, and he's, you know, he obviously getting his first win there and uh, inner geekdom was really impressive. Kalinowski has shown what he can do. And, um, you know, I mean, if you, if Laura Kelly is a great star Wars player and that was your trio, that's a great trio. I just think Merle is kind of singular. He's sort of like, he's sort of like an impossibly hard piece to replace in any player in any yeah. action. Yeah. And so if you just, if you're starting with Dan, right like i think Roku is a greater legacy player than i am for sure and i think riley has achieved more than i have and, and is probably a greater player also so even if you just went with those three guys right mm-hmm. that's an easy 3 if you didn't want to include uh one of us for some preference and if you wanted to do like barbarian because he's newer and he's hungrier again course, you know he's the,
2: also a multi league player as well exactly. because yeah, you, you would have, mean, like, that's what that's what corruption team has team they have two multi league players yeah. And a Star Wars player. If you have Dan and Roka, you only have one multi-league player. So my Mm -hmm. argument was you have the three who cover the most bases. Yeah. But um, regardless, I'm really looking forward to this because I honestly feel like we should call the managers can only keep three people the Finstock exchange rule. Because it feels like it's basically (laughs) just there to like, listen, Finstock's going to pick three and then like five of your – players are going to go in the first round of the draft There's, that, that's well that interestingly go enough really you
3: actually say that but I, I i did the math on this the other day and i started to look at all the rosters to figure out the third so most most factions have two players that would go in the first two or three rounds almost mm-hmm. everyone has two even a lot of them have three most people don't have the same thing we have where the fourth and the fifth player are players that probably go there most the people sixth. have so my my thing is like i think that if we if, let's just say for the sake of argument finstock keeps the team champs, let's just say he was to keep the three of us, right? The two of them and then me. And let's say he can't keep Riley, right? Um, Based on just singles rankings. If he was to keep those three players, I think it's realistic that in the first round of the draft, in our fourth round or whatever, the fourth round player, Mm -hmm. he's able to get either Barbarian, Riley, or Dimolanta. Probably. I think one of those players... It it depends on what order
2: it is. If he's fifth, they might all go right away.
3: I kind of my guess is I think that there's enough good players who are dominant that I think one of those players for sure ends up on the exchange. So at that point, it's kind of like if we lose the other two and we have to draft other players, it sucks. But we don't lose everybody. We don't have players that are so greatly above everyone else that I think that's the
2: case. While we're on Mm -hmm. the subject, because I'm very, very curious, how are you going to feel if you're not one of the people who gets picked? Uh,
3: Like if I get put in the draft? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will be totally I like I will tell Finstock best of luck. I know that I'm the player in the league who has made the clearest that I actually feel very confident in playing without a manager. I don't think it's anything to do with him being a good or a bad manager. I just I feel that I all the gameplay decisions I make and I usually make them based on my own research. So I don't feel like I need that. I don't need that.
2: But you'd have to have a manager, though. So you're running Definitely. like a risk that you would have to – there would there'd be someone else yeah,
0: have to. I, I do think the point that Ben is making is that, you know, having a manager is amazing, especially for a newer competitor or if you're still trying to uh, learn an additional league or whatever the situation is. But at the same time, you don't really need a, man- a manager to t- tell you, Ben – What's considered challengeable or not, you recognize things pretty quickly, and I think That's, the same thing for you, Bibs. Uh, you, sometimes it is nice to managers serve different purposes. Sometimes well, it is there for technical, but other times they are there for just motivational factors as well. Well,
2: I was actually thinking that it could go a lot of different other ways, and like maybe if he isn't with someone like Finstock, who has like this big legacy, yeah. Ben could actually have more control over the faction and maybe that would be a good thing for Ben or maybe he ends up with a faction that's more on the quirky side whether or not it's the quirky marks, and all of a sudden you end up in wackier situations than you're used to that could completely change maybe not your gameplay but the dynamic of how you're presented
3: I think there's a couple things there one of them is that there are certainly players in the league that aren't on my faction that I would love to play with there's a number of people who I I'm a big fan of and I think are great and I think we, there'd be a lot of character and really cool stuff with those people so if for whatever reason that was to happen uh, and Finstock made it clear to me, Hey, look, I got to keep three other people. You know, at this point he says to me like, you know, look, I'm keeping, I'm keeping Roka and Dan and Barbarian's a three league player. Who's currently the champion of this division. I just can't keep you. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, if that happens, I think it's pretty safe to say I'm going to be the first pick off the board. I mean, I'm the number one ranked player in singles right now. I set the team's record in my last team's match played. So if I somehow was to drop there, I think I would probably go first. Maybe, maybe I don't, but, um, or no, no, that's not even how it works. I can be picked up by a different faction, right? Exactly. It's, it's, they, they, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be in the draft. Um, But but, uh, I, I, I think if it was to happen, if he made that case to me and he made it a strong case, I'd hear what he had to say, right? Like, if that's what he believed, then I'd probably try to come up with what I felt was the best composition of players to win somewhere else.
2: Last I, question for Ben. I just want to yeah. talk about this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of you ever becoming a manager?
3: Uh, can't I totally play. thought about
2: it. You can't play though. That's the trick.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I think I think in reality that's uh, eventually what will happen. I think I, I'm not really interested in being like, you know, I think Roke is kind of the template of the all. He's the all-time legacy player who like he just loves it. He loves playing. It feels like no matter how many times he's considered retiring or walking away, it's like. There's just this an element to what makes Roka great as a competitor that is so much more in his passion and his fire and his knowledge than it does as his ability to like he doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to be as comfortable like analyzing and coaching and not being in the game. Um, And I I have that same fire to win, but I love that analytical side. The Moneyball side of the game is like one of my favorite pieces. And so like managing Dan in New York, I had an absolute blast doing Um, I thought that was so fun. And I really, I think from a character perspective, I can do a lot with it. So eventually someday I think, but I I have to get to the end of the line with my, uh, you know, building the legacy I want to leave behind first.
0: I do think that at the end of the day, one of our big takeaways from this conversation is Ben's hair is actually his manager. So trick or or treat. You're absolutely right.
3: I mean, let Um, me ask you bibs. Sorry, Alex. I just want to, unless you have to kick it out of here, but I'm, I am curious. Uh, you know, like for instance, if I if I was to tell you right now that uh, I was retiring as a player at the end of the season, I was entering as a manager next year. Would you play for me?
2: Uh, okay, first off, I would be concerned about my own faction. I feel like I owe them a certain amount of loyalty. I, I'm but, not you know, doing it. So... But like, but like, but no, I'm just I'm I'm talking about it though because that's the that's the ultimate question: is would I leave? The quirky marks. And there's a lot that could happen here. Like, Coy could move to Paraguay and then we never see him again. And so all of a sudden I'm a free agent. If that happens, hell yeah. 100%. If not, we'd have to maybe have a conversation. Like, I'm not above having a conversation, but I do like where I am. I do love Coy and I do love Ben. Uh, I'm sorry, I do love Brendan. I love you too, Ben. But I do love Brendan. And I would definitely want to stay with Brendan no matter what. So.
3: So you answered my question. You, you would take me seriously as a manager. Which, oh, I would take you
2: definitely. seriously, yes. 100%. Whether or not to go with you, there are other external factors, but I would take you very seriously.
3: All right, rock and
0: roll. I yeah. just really need that official booklet of rules because, uh, you know, mentioning, you know, what's okay and what isn't okay. Apparently, it's it's been written, but it actually hasn't really come out so you know wins, for sure to be published yeah. yeah so I mean it's like it's like in the wind where is it I don't I don't even know it sounds it sounds like one of those like myths like is it real is it not real I'm not sure but Rachel did mention I kind of pulled it up for a hot second earlier actually managers can play if they draft themselves so I do know a lot of people actually thought that was going to be the case with like Sam Levine potentially I'm mm-hmm. um, under
2: the impression that that's probably not the, a thing but yeah. I mean, I know, I know Burnett did at the beginning, but I thought yeah. that there was like an exception made. But
3: maybe. My not. understanding of the rule book, uh, considering I wrote the rough draft of it before it went off and got changed a bunch of times, there's no section in the version I wrote that has anything to do with managers drafting and players. That was never written. So I, if it got added, I know it went mm-hmm. to like 14 people within Skybound to change it for legal. So yeah. there's a decent uh-huh. chance that it got added. But that's that, from my understanding, I haven't, you know, that's the reason haven't seen we have that, that version.
2: It yet. I haven't yeah. seen that version. I have no idea what uh, what's been done to it. So, but I imagine if there was anything that affected gameplay dramatically, that we would have been told about that at least.
0: Yeah. Well, I do. Maybe it's something that w- things will change. I mean, this was definitely the first season that we, uh, Sh- Christian and Ellis and everyone, you know, is doing a lot of experimentation when it comes to Schmodown. Obviously, not only with Twitch, and it was the first time we were doing a lot of virtual stuff as well on this level. So, who knows? Maybe you know, I get some a bunch of additional rules before the end of the season. Some announcements will be made. Uh, Considering uh, the next draft. Now, also, you know, I, I got to say, with arrow, I would go with Alex over Ben. You know, thank you. Well, Just <laughs> Alex over ben,
2: Maybe I sure. would too. Alex for didn't sure. ask, only Ben asked.
0: Just saying. I wish. <laughs> okay, Ryan, whatever. Ryan, whatever. All right. Okay. So, um, uh, you guys. Oh shit!
3: It's it's thirty nine. Sorry guys, I have a five thirty oh. call that I'm not on right now. I'm oh, alright, right. all right. All
0: right. Right. That's my fault. I, I didn't realize
3: yeah. that. Congratulations, thank you guys.
0: Alright, thank so you. you, guys. guys. Alright, all
3: right. All right. bye guys.
0: Okay, now it's just you and me, my dude. Hi. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so, okay, now you are currently four and one. Yeah. That is your current record. I cannot wait to have you, you back and do some. There. Oh, no, gosh God. no um, I don't <laughs> want, yeah. yeah, but. um, I do want to mention that you know, is there anyone in the future you will in Schmoden or maybe not in Schmoden that you would love to argue against in the future? Oh, and, or Sam. you want to Sam. go against Sam?
2: Sam Levine. Sam Levine would be <gasps> wonderful at this. Whether I win or lose, a debate against Sam would be an absolute delight. So that's—he's definitely the first person who came to mind. He knows the game. He loves the game. And you know, he's an actor. He's a comedian. He's very intelligent. I'm sure he'd pose some <laughs> really wonderful arguments. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys, you heard it here. You heard it here. Go uh, tweet at Sam Levine oh, no. and let him know. If I'm he sorry, Sam. About I love, like the thing is, I, I've never even like, I, I would love to have Sam on. Um, I just know Sam is like a crazy busy guy. And so if I like, if I like tweet at him or something, it's not really gonna It's really not going to, you know, nothing's going to result from it, but um, everyone definitely go over and tweet at him. That'd be a great time. Not to mention going up against, you know, bids, one of the best, you know, not only debaters when it comes to Schmodown, but it's one of the greatest competitors we've ever had. Now it's true. It's true. It's not an, it's not an opinion. It's just true. Okay, so we are going to be wrapping it up over here. Bids, I know you're doing a million and one wonderful things. We also have links to your Patreon, the critically acclaimed website, and all that good stuff in the description box below if you're kind of curious about it. Uh, But is there anything else you would like to say before we kind of wrap things up?
2: Uh, no, other than this has been a really fun series of competitions to be a part of. Thank you very much for having me and putting them on. I just want to say once again, you know, we get really heated in these things. But mm-hmm. congratulations with all my the genuineness in my heart to Ben Bateman. Thank you, Christian Harloff, for being a guest judge and also for co-creating the Schmodown, which is the reason why we're all here and gives us, you know, something to do. <laughs> uh, so... This has been a whole lot of fun. I'm really grateful to everybody who played along and who voted, no matter who you voted for. Just the fact that you're participating means a lot to us. And, yeah, if you want more of me, I'm over at the Critically Acclaimed Network or uh, patreon.com slash Network. if you want more exclusive stuff on top of that. And uh, I'm always busy, so you'll see me around somewhere.
0: Absolutely. Doing a million and one things at the same time. Absolutely. Multitasking at its finest. You can also reach Ben Bateman, our winner tonight, and the winner of the Tournament of the Champions as well, out on Twitter and, you know, a whole bunch of places. He's doing a really cool YouTube channel called Nerds and Suits where he's singing Ooh. a lot of songs, doing a whole bunch of cool interviews, all that fun stuff. So definitely check it out. I, again, I have links in the description box below. So go check it out. Uh, now, uh, I'm Alex Mack, part of the Cold Action crew. Please like and subscribe. And give, us, please, uh, give this video a comment we'd really appreciate it for sure and shout out to not only frank janish for coming up with that second question that i really stole from his uh, schmodown rundown episode the other day but also christian harloff doing a banger job and really helping me out today i really appreciate it all right guys this has been our uh, final night of schmo Bates for the tournament of champions thank you so much for hanging out with us today over like 103 of you guys and we love it so much thank you and we will talk to you soon and have a wonderful evening and keep debating